Viewers and players, let's play Double Jeopardy. Now, contestants, the categories of the 50s, Odd Lots, Shakespeare, Women, Explorers and Explorations, and Actors and Their Roles. Players, there are two Dady Doubles concealed somewhere on that board. And this is the Spud Goodman Show. <laughs> Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world wide web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, I am Spud Goodman. Please feel free to kick off the shoes, throw on some sweatpants that maybe have seen better days, and yeah, take whatever old concert tour t-shirt is handy out for a spin. Even the one you're now maybe a little too embarrassed to wear out in public, no like, worries. Like Journey. Because no one's ever going to see you outside of your family and, you know, maybe the pets that are hanging around the house. That's the cool thing about radio. Like right now, I'm, I'm wearing the same clothes from yesterday. I, I had a tough night last night, okay? And, I mean, who would know, I guess, if I hadn't opened up my big mouth? I, I thought you were wore those clothes yesterday. Thanks for yeah. clearing that up. Is that why I couldn't reach you on your cell all day today? It's, it's a long story. Let's, let's just change the subject. I suppose I should introduce you, right? That would be nice. Okay, fine. Give a tepid welcome to my longtime co-host, Mr. Chicken. So, 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 are you really going to do what you talked about in the staff meeting? Maybe this is not the right time to bring it up, but since Probably you don't not. answer when I call anymore, this might be my only chance for a while to ask. You really want to discuss this on the air? Uh-huh. It's kind of boring. Not that. I mean, I could hear the mouses clicking away from the show, even before I bring it up. Well, well, from what you said, I think our listeners would be very interested in what you mentioned, as it could save them a boatload of money, too. From anybody who, who actually reads a newspaper and knows about this, it's not a secret. Really? And I didn't say it was a good idea, either. I just said that a friend of my mom, some financial analyst, told her I should consider tax inversion. Oh. I haven't done you know anything yet, and... I can't lie, it just feels a little slimy to even think about doing it, but, but you, there are some advantages. You, you told me that companies can save millions if they do this. I know, but we don't make any money right now, at least not enough to do this. The guy was talking about being proactive for when we finally make it big with this show oh. and revenue starts flowing in. You know, do we really want to pay the going 35% corporate oh, tax rate? Oh, that would be so cool to finally be a corporation. There's still people too, right? I mean, that would mean we would be rich people, well, no, right? not necessarily. Right? There uh -huh. are plenty of corporations that lose tons of money and go out of business. We, mm. we already are incorporated anyway. But if we do start to make a bunch of cash, 
then what are we going to do? I guess that's what the guy was huh. saying. The friend of my mom said that, uh, I don't know, that we should maybe think about making the move right now. Right now. He suggested Belize is our new home. Um, nothing against Belize, but I don't want to move there, at least not for the full year. I I would miss the holiday season, but you know, no Thanksgiving Day football games on TV, no Christmas strolls at the mall, no rocking in the new year with Ryan Seacrest. Well, first of all, they do have cable TV in malls in Belize. They do? Secondly, we wouldn't actually be moving there. Oh. It would just be like a paperwork kind of deal. Oh. We would still be Americans and could still stay here and continue to live it. our lives. But, you know, we would be free of all those financial obligations in this country. Huh. We would just, all we have to do, he said, we just need to merge with some tiny company there. Maybe a bait shop or a fruit stand. You know, he just said, offer him a couple hundred dollars and someone will jump at it. And we don't have to pay taxes at all? Wow, that would be great, right? Well, I haven't thought it through totally yet, and I don't know all the facts, but if there's even a chance we're going to be rich, this is pretty tempting to consider. Yeah. I mean, who wants to pay taxes? Mm. We could talk about this later. Right now, it's time for some music. So here's Elvez, who performed this song live on my show many years ago. Um, here is Rock and Roll Suicide. Tom takes a cigarette Puts it in your mouth You pull on your finger And another finger Then your cigarette The water wall is calling It lingers Then you forget Ho, 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 ho You're a rock and roll suicide There must be light Shining brighter somewhere Got to be birds flying higher In a sky more blue If I can dream of a better land Where all my brothers want hands in hand Tell me why, tell me why, tell me why Won't my dream come true Whoa, why? There must be peace and understanding sometimes Strong with the courage that will blow away the doubt And here, if I can dream of a warmer sun Whoa, keep shining on everyone Tell me why, tell me why, tell me why Won't that sun shine Trapped in a cloud With too much rain We're caught in a world That's troubled with pain But as long as a man Has the strength to dream He can redeem his soul And fly High, high, high Deep in my heart there's a beckoning question Still I'm certain that the answer's gonna come Someday out there in the darkness There's a beckoning candle oh, While I can stand, while I can walk While I can speak, while I can talk While I can dream 
This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, this is Tony Dow from uh, the Leave It to Beaver Show, and you are listening to the Spud Goodman Show, which is kind of a goofy thing to be doing, but hang in there. Hey, Spud, Spud, the Spud phone's ringing. Super. Well, I hope I hope I hope it's him. Um, please say hello to friend of the show, Mr. Hal Sparks. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Um, let's look back on this year politically. It, it seems to me the top story was that anti-American Beijo and or tan suit our president wore in public a while ago. Um, or, or yeah, of all of all the threats that ex- that exist in our modern world, I think um, the the shift from blue to beige is one of the biggest dangers in the world. The ironic part that uh, this was probably a bone to the uh, to the House uh, representatives, you know, that uh, they would have preferred a, a, an actual president that color um, so I think well he was just trying to help them out a little bit yeah you know it's almost nostalgia remember when our presidents used to be a kind of beige color and they oh yeah feel a lot better talking to him because he's like 90% beige right now okay yeah, he was reaching um, across the aisle were, were you surprised that the world markets didn't collapse at that point on that when when that when he actually showed in public with that on no, I've realized that uh, the idea that world markets can collapse is a bunch of crap. Uh, I, I, after all we've been through, including you know from the original depression to the the you know the mild repression of uh, 2008 and what have you, that every time we talk about crashes and the market bottom falling out, the ironic part that we're talking about like a loss of 20% and everybody panics because only trillionaires have that kind of care. You know what I mean? The, the only billionaires Excuse care about me. that extra 3%. Like that, what? When, when the market goes down Nice to know. I hope the mic on, didn't it pick it up. I'm sorry. And so I don't, I don't think the markets are ever going to crash. I think that's the biggest lie being sold currently is that this machine doesn't even need humans anymore. That the market itself is all run by robots and laptops and everything is bought and sold based on that. It has nothing to do with how good the product of the companies is, whether or not they're innovating, whether the employees are coming to work or not, whether they're drunk on the job and dropping monkey wrenches into the transmissions of cars, whether there's a hundred recalls, nothing's gonna crash the market permanently it's all just going to be a, a waiver to scare rich people wow uh chick are you writing this down i am i am maybe we can jump into the market then we were a little scared uh so no crash. it's you want to do it on a reset that's what that, that's the other trick they don't teach is that every time we quote unquote have a crash that's just to clear out the suckers and all rich people do is Uh-oh. buy like crazy they usually get out of the market right before it's going to fall because anybody can tell if you've got a you know like i said if your laptop has a robot piece of software doing your trading for you they all know to get out like 10 minutes before the crap hits the fan and then we're all sitting there with all of our retirement in the in the market yes. our thumb up our butt going I think they make pretty good laptops and then the whole thing falls apart and they just buy more stock because we've lost everything it's it's like it's such a game That's and it's not even chess or a fellow it's like connect four it's it's and <laughs> the bigger it gets the dumber the machinery gets okay super um so how i gotta ask you <laughs> your own radio you have your own radio show now you've been in radio for quite a while but you're doing yeah. a show it's out of out of chicago is that correct yeah yeah tell us about that no i'm from chicago so you know it's, gotcha. it's, i went to high school there and it's you know it's my hometown 
So um, tell us about the radio show. It's, uh, you know, it's two, two hours of political talk. Uh, it's basically what I just did, only stretched out over two hours with commercial breaks. Um, there you go. Uh, but essentially, it's just, I think, sort of a, a bit of the missing take on stuff. Um, we, you know, the, I think the big difference in the show, besides some sort of measured enthusiasm about the progress of humanity and some actual thought about it, is that we always end the show with a happy ending because everybody loves a happy end. Yes, they and do. And so... We, we throw in, you know, kind of positive news at the tail end of the show to remind everybody that life is going to continue <laughs> as bad as stuff is or as much as you have to fight a bad bill or a bad politician or whatever. And it does matter one to one. I'm not one of these people who believes you can check out and not vote and all that crap. Um, but you got to, you know, you also have to take it in perspective. You can't be in panic mode all the time or you make the kind of decisions panic people make. What I want to ask you is where can our listeners find your show? Oh, um, you know, usually, it, you know, nationwide it's on like the iHeartRadios and that kind of stuff. You can listen to it on apps like crazy, but you can also go to Chicago's com and, or you can listen to it on my website. I stream it live on my website and on YouTube, Okay. Um, it, which is now how people are digesting nearly everything right you know right well let me ask you this too uh in in terms of acting you starred in in queer as folk years ago on showtime it was it was a groundbreaking mm-hmm. series no everybody would agree with that if it was done today could you see any differences in show content or storylines or just curious yeah i mean i i i you know i think you know we we've obviously come a long way as a country in in regard to our attitude towards this and i think this interestingly enough the show had something to do with that so mm-hmm. if you remove it and you move it forward you basically to, to some degree push the progress down the road a little way because i always said that the, the benefits of queer folk and the and the part that made it useful social socially and politically would be felt four years after it went off the air that's when you'd start feeling the effects because the people who watched it uh, especially who were young and snuck into, you know, to watch it when their parents were asleep and that kind of stuff, which happened a bunch. Those people would be old enough to vote later or would be in college or would be out of college and into, you know, their own lives and making their own political decisions. And then you look at where we are in the kind of scheme of things, that's exactly the timing that happened. Um, so. I think it would have just pushed those four years till we finished, whatever it was. That being said, I think it's a different show entirely if you start it right now. Right. But the struggles are still the same um, because you, you, I don't know any straight person who would feel like they they could rest or feel comfortable in their rights and what was available if you only had rights in less than half of the states in this country. Like, that would be bizarre to you and me. It's like, if you could only be in a relationship as a straight person in less than half of the country, you know, you'd go, that, that's absurd. There's no constitution here. There's no baseline freedoms I can count on of any sort. If I can be fired or not get uh, be allowed to rent or, you know, any of these things just because of who I am genetically, mechanically... You know, what's it? Why don't you just start discriminating based on height while you're at it? Um, you know, you have to be this height or higher to be an American. Like it's silly. So I mean, obviously, there's a long way to go. There's a you know, the, and and a lot of it has to do with old people dying, 
and and say, just yeah. because they won't let go. Yeah. You know, they're just like, I'm gonna be racist, bigoted, or homophobic my entire life. So you're just gonna have to wait me out till I'm, you know, and I'm still in the House of Representatives. So I'm gonna hang on for dear life, and that's that. So how I'm considering taking advantage of that tax inversion deal that so many American corporations are going for these days because, hey, you know, maybe merging our little production company with a taco or fruit stand and say Belize, you can save a bundle of dough, man. Have you have you given any thought to being a greedy, unpatriotic carpetbagger, too? Um, I, I would love to, except uh, there's no way to invert talent to another to an offshore thing. Um, oh, uh, this. Yeah, that's that's the only that's why we as artists are screwed. That's how they're getting around with it. You can make a hey, Spud, cardboard Spud, burger. Do you really floss every night? You, you're gonna ask me this now? Well, the lady at my dentist office who cleaned my teeth yesterday sort of yelled at me for never flossing. Yes, I do floss. Now zip it. I thought you did. I'm such a loser. Damn, he, Chick, he's using logic. God, I hate that. Yeah, I can't follow it. Yeah. All right, super. Nope. Yeah, sorry. All you right. can't. You can't just. Can't just bail on America. I won't stand for it. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of paying taxes uh, because of what we get for it. We, you know, if you look at places like Yemen, <laughs> Somalia, places like that, they, they got a real tax problem over there. There's none of that taxes going anywhere. And we can say most of ours, too much of it goes to the military or too much of it goes to the military. Um, and not enough goes to roads and whatever. You can argue that. But at the same time, you also have to understand that the fact that we do collect it and we are able to use it at all is nearly a miracle on this planet amongst, you know, like 12 countries that manage that part of it pretty well, and we're one of them. Yeah, I, I, you I know, the military thing, though, really, the truth is, doesn't really go to so much to the military in terms of uh, payroll for manpower. It goes to corporations. Oh, not at all. Toys, really? Oh, it's, uh, I mean, it's ridiculous. Look at, I mean, look at John Boehner's district. Here, here's Mr., you know, we're going to reform government. We're, we're the Tea Party Republicans. We think government is too big, and it spends too much of your money on stupid stuff. P.S., I'm going to take a big payment back to the Abrams tank factory in my district to build an additional, like, weapon system to stack on top of the Abrams, even though the Army's not going to use it anymore. They're basically declassifying, or, or you know, uh, decommissioning the the Abrams tank. It's, and, and then... Ow, Spud, my head hurts. What? what are you talking about? He keeps talking about the economy and Republicans and war and everything. I, I, I can't keep up. Don't be a pussy. Look, I got a job to do here. Just zip it. Zip it, zip it, zip it, zip it. Okay, so um, once again, Hal, I want to I want to thank you so much for checking in with us. Hal, we uh, we consider mm-hmm. you a friend of the show. We very much appreciate you taking the time out of your really busy day uh, and evening to check in with us. So uh, can we My talk? Pleasure. Can we talk with you again sometime? I insist. All right, we got that uh, on tape, Hal. Yeah, should come down and uh, yeah, come down and we'll just do a uh, like a sit-in at one of the shows too. Ah. That'll work. Okay, then, Mr. Hal Sparks, we just wish you the best, and we hope to talk to you again. I insist. All right. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, bye. Yeah, you too. Talk to you. Bye. You know, I think gay people should have the right to get married. I mean, because uh, mainly, yeah, because the argument against it is probably the dumbest argument I've ever heard against anything in my life, which is basically, yeah. <laughs> well, you can't have gay marriage. That will ruin heterosexual marriage. <laughs> What? Look, uh, the only way that gay marriage could ruin your heterosexual marriage 
is if you're gay. That's the only way it could break you up. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Please say hello to Shotgun Kitchen. All right, Shotgun Kitchen members, please expose your public identities and the instrument you play for our listeners. So I'm going to introduce our band. On the bass, we have uh, the lovely and talented Ricky Gonzalez. On the washboard, we have Jason Emmett. And on the cajon, we have Johnny Summers. Erica Bellinger on the violin. Sophie Lute on vocal and Jessica Churchill on vocal. And I'm Joe on guitar. Super. All right. Hey, well, bro. hey, a review of the song titles from your new album, White Trash Soul, indicates a relationship with a common man, a celebration of life. Describe the average shotgun kitchen fan. Well, uh, we have we play soul music for uh, people that know what government cheese is, you know, people who live out on the urban fringe or uh, have that state of mind, I would say. Super. I think uh, my co-host and I can relate to that. That's right now. I mean, we're going to be very rich soon, and you know, oh, yeah. uh, but but right now we can relate. Um, what what is the band's official position on Walmart? Evil corporate menace or a home away from home? Actually, uh, it is an evil corporate menace, and uh, we only visit there with uh, Molotov cocktails. That's off the record. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what is the band? Call yo. Yeah. What is the band's favorite flavored Dorito? The, you know, a nice bag of Doritos. What are you going to choose uh, when you go in I'll have to divert that question. Jason, do you have an opinion on that? Shame. <laughs> All right, super. All right. Shame. Gotcha. Well, right now, uh, tell us the title of the first song you're going to be performing. We're going to do a song uh, called Meth Lab from our new album, White Trash Soul. Well, let me just let me just hold this up for our video shooter here right now. So here we go. A, a tune from Shotgun Kitchen from their brand new album, White Trash Soul. It's very tasty. Everyone should check it out. Stole all my cash 
and Chick will be right back after this brief intermission. Sparkles don't let me, let me in tears. Sparkles don't let me for drinking my beers. He takes the spatula and puts it in the pan. And why he does that, I just don't understand. He grabs some pencil to quick relief. His indigestion is beyond belief. Spot Goodman! Spot Goodman! Spot Goodman Show! We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, hey, hey Spud, Spud, they just told me that that guy's calling again. You know, the one who always bitches about us not playing enough Southern Rock. Really? I was wondering what happened to that dude. He hasn't called in a couple months. I thought he was maybe like doing time in jail or he fell in a well or something. Uh, put, put him on, uh, put him are, on. Are you gonna play some Southern Rock for him? What do you think? Oh. Hey, Carl, are you there? Carl. Yeah. What are you using, a, a two-cent toy phone? Are you there or not? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'm here. Thought hey. I was listening to your show tonight. See if you wise up. Yes, not. That huh? is messed up, yo. 
Well, if you mean, am I still not playing any Molly Hatchet or Charlie Daniels? The answer is no. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, you got any other questions? Still a little smartass punk, huh, Goodman? Well, I know for a fact there are a lot of listeners out there who might give this show a chance if you just play some decent music occasionally. You, you do realize this country's not all left-wing whack jobs or crap you play. Look, hey, like I told you before, grunge has been over for a while, man. I still like that music, and I play some of it on the show, but time has marched on. Even here in the Seattle area, we play all kinds of music on this show, even a tiny bit of Southern rock, too. Hey, is it really necessary to always play that stupid song that I call in? Pretty much. Anyway, pretty the much. band out tonight is not bad, but would it kill them to do a Skinner or 38 special cover? I don't know. I'll ask someone in the band. Hey, guys, do you guys play any Skinner or 38 special? Oh, we don't do covers. How about some Ferlin Husky? Ferlin's all right, but I was talking about more kick-ass rock, you know? This little Tommy hosts this show doesn't know anything about music. Like Have 30? you listened to the crap he plays on the second hour? The post-show report? Total garbage. Uh, um, you know... What is garbage to some is art to others. I, I feel quite comfortable in my musical selections for this show. And that if you don't care for them, then don't listen to the damn show. I wish it was that simple. I'm not some half-assed listener. I will not co- go quietly into the night like a little oh, really? If this, this is the only show I call it, something needs to be done to bring back know. the greatest era in American music from the late 70s and early 80s when Southern Rock ruled the airways. Mm. If God I don't need this fight, the game has changed. Yo. just fade away into irrelevance, and I won't let this happen. Well, I think you're a little late on that I'm one. Missing. Anyway, I gotta go and do our clip of the week right now. Don't don't call again for a while though. All right, you seem to be getting even more annoying. All right, bye. It's time right now for our clip of the week, courtesy of radio talk show host Brian Fisher. I'm sure most everyone is aware that he and a ton of other concerned citizens and or Obama haters were outraged by our president's choice of suits not that long ago. Evidently, the color of his suit that day casts shame on our great nation. All I can say is I'm in hopes that eventually we'll be able to regain the respect of the world. Again, here is Mr. Fisher on this topic. Now you probably heard this soundbite before, but this is this is the president, and he, and he delivered this in a tan suit. He delivered this in a tan suit. He delivered this in a tan suit yesterday. You probably saw pictures of the tan suit. You probably saw pictures of the tan suit. A lot of buzz about that tan suit. The White House out there defending the tan suit. But I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you my reaction to it. My reaction to the tan suit is that this is a guy that does not take the responsibilities of the tan suit of the presidency seriously. He doesn't take it seriously. I mean, he's talking here about a tan suit. He's talking about a guy that's cutting the tan suit off of American citizens, and he shows up like he just stepped out of a GQ catalog. This is not presidential dress. Uh, it, it's not professional. It, it It's sort of tan suit casual. You know, think about Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan would not even take his, his tan suit off, his tan suit coat off in the Oval Office. He had that, that kind of respect uh, for the tan suit. This is a guy that does not take the responsibilities of the tan suit of the presidency seriously. Once again, here's Spider and Chick. Uh, 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 uh. And once again, here's Spider and Chick.
Wonderboy at the board said he's been getting some calls from listeners in the last few minutes. He said most of them are pissed off at you, mostly about being a leech and not assuming your responsibilities as a citizen of this great country. I was kind of afraid of that. I never should I have let know. you bring this up live on the air. Me? That guy that told me, you know, about this, told me to keep it on the down low. Now what the like, hell, yo? I know it sounds like I'm some sort of weasel who wants to take from society but not pay my fair share. I, I had no idea just signing some paperwork regarding not paying taxes would be such a big deal. I mean, maybe we should talk to one of the people calling ugly Americans on the air and, and then you could defuse it. What's with you, yo, huh? Maybe later. I, I'm not up for that right now, right? No matter how we spin this, I guess it's going to come down to if we're tough enough to handle the backlash oh, no. from the listeners. Just because they pay federal income tax doesn't mean we have to, you know. I understand people are going to say, hey, you use our roads, our bridges, our government services, so pay up. But those people aren't corporations like we are. Yeah. I mean, if everyone started to file paperwork to incorporate and, you know, and form a company and merge with someone overseas, and then maybe then we might have a problem. But most people aren't smart enough to do that. No, but that is messed up, yo. Do you think we'll get death threats like Walgreens did before they chickened out and backed off? Or, I mean, you know, I love doing the show, but not enough to die for it. Nah. The most blowback we're going to get are maybe some picketers accusing us of being un-American. And maybe there's a couple, maybe a few kids throwing some stuff at us when we go out to our cars. Not much you can do when an eight-year-old hits you with a water balloon. You just have to suck it up and turn the other cheek. Well, if, if they what the hell, yo? Please don't say yo. Our faces on local TV, that's going to really cause a problem for me at home. My parents prefer a low profile in the neighborhood. The more I think about it, this, the less I want any part of Buck it. Fuck up here, dude. Uh, I hear what you're saying, but I don't know. Maybe I do need to think this whole thing through again. That financial advisor can say it's really smart to not pay taxes, but who wants to be like lumped into the same category as Al-Qaeda. I know, I mean, uh... Al-Qaeda or Al-Qaeda? I, I, I say Al-Qaeda, ISIL, 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 you know, who knows? Who up. knows? Tomato, tomato. Anyway, all I know is I hope the Burger King suits are ready for what's, you know, coming their way. Or maybe should I say, maybe ready for what's not coming their way, like empty drive-thrus? Those places are about to look like a One Direction concert two years from now. Well, I'm gonna hang on to my Harry Styles action figure as it could be worth something. Yeah, it's like probably someday. not a bad idea. Alright, right now we need to see if our next guest is on the line. Well, wait, wait, hey, uh, yeah. but, 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 but I, I, I have to take a call. Do you think you can do the next interview yourself? You know, the, the call is real important. I wouldn't ask if it wasn't. Yeah, I could handle it without okay, you. Okay, I'm going to step outside. Like, no big deal at all. All right, go. Please welcome Yay. musician, writer, podcast host, and punk rock legend Mike Watt to the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, hey, how you doing? Hey, Spud, thanks for having me aboard. Not a problem. I'm a fan. I got to say that up front. Um, but for those listeners who may not be aware, uh, I should probably give them a brief bit of your music resume as it is quite extensive and stretches over many years. So let's do this. Uh, in fact, I, I got to say this before I even begin. Well, going over your discography, I think that's what they call it in the biz, uh, my mind took an unsolicited break because it needed to reboot because you're one prolific dude. Uh, so let's start at the beginning, why don't we? Um, in your seminal punk rock band, The Minutemen, uh, this band with the late great D. Boone on guitar, George Hurley on drums, and you on bass. You guys released four studio albums and a variety of other side projects. Is that pretty accurate? Uh, yeah, we did some side thing, but mainly we were Minutemen. Uh, we put out, yeah, smaller records, like, what do you call them, EPs? Yeah. Uh, I'm not really a musician. I got into music to be with Deep Boone, so Minutemen is the result of 
Something we started when we were 12, playing in the bedroom, copying Creedence. 12 years Clearwater old. Wow. Revival. Wow. And then uh, learning how to write our own songs after being exposed to the punk movement in the later 70s. Well, when, when the Minutemen went uh, into the studio, the story goes that you guys were extremely organized. And when, uh, yeah. I don't know if this is true, but you're quite thrifty maybe in the process. Did you actually record well, we had used to. tape? Did you really use used tape? All, always used tape. Minutemen never used new tape. We would record in order so we would, and wouldn't have to spend money on editing. Uh, we made them like they were gigs in front of the microphones. We we never we only recorded during the daytime once. A lot of it was just stuff called downtime from midnight to eight. I mean, we were from working people. We didn't have a lot of money, and, and music things weren't as econo as it is now. Mm-hmm. So we had to do these kind of things to make it possible. We looked at uh, records in those days like flyers. We thought everything you know it was so profound going to club gigs. No, as opposed to the arena rock thing, mm-hmm. uh, we thought we thought we would just split the whole world into two categories. There was gigs and flyers because the gig was so profound. So everything was to try to get people to the gigs, even making the records. So we would do them every six months just to keep in people's minds, you know. Right. Well. I, the Minutemen were considered to be one of the most influential bands in punk rock. As you guys chose a large playing field with your music and like a jazz vibe, along with folk and funk and a variety. I mean, you, you guys definitely uh, weren't able to be like labeled. You know what I'm saying? Well, we uh, we got introduced to the jazz scene from punk people. A lot of those '70s punk people were very deep into music. They knew about. They were strange characters. You know, Hollywood, it was a small scene. We'd drive up there, it's like 30 miles north of Pedro here. Mm-hmm. And these cats knew about all kinds of different musics. And uh, then there were some other musics, too, that we, we had grown up while learning off their records. So it's kind of a, a combination of that. For us, you got to understand, punk was never a style of music. That was up to every band. So there could be all kinds of different... Mm-hmm. Some of these bands were crazy. They didn't even have guitars. You know, it, it wasn't just fast guitar music. That came later with the hardcore thing. At first, it seemed like punk was anything that people had nerve to get up and do in front of other people at, at these situations. Well, Mike, your later band Firehose continued on and was uh, quite successful as Ed Crawford came on to join you and George Hurley. He was, uh, from what I hear, he's pretty young when he contacted you to play in the band, right? Yeah, I didn't know you had to pay to have your number unlisted in the phone book, so he just called right. and came over. Right. Lee's turn right. was into U2 and R.E.M., and, which was trippy because the last tour we did was with R.E.M. Oh, well, But anyway, uh, I didn't think anybody wanted to see me play after D. Boone mm-hmm. without... And Thurston got me to record on Sonic Youth Evil and then this Chicone Youth single, so I got into a little music a little bit, and then, yeah, this young guy from Ohio comes over, and I asked Georgie, look, he's got enough nerve to try this, so let's do it. So seven and a half years and 20 tours we did. Things had changed because college people started going to the gigs. Punk had moved uh, from just, uh, you know, the, the glitter glam thing in the 70s and then hardcore in the early 80s to, like, 
it was probably because of REM, it got more into the colleges. Mm-hmm. And so the, the audience got bigger. And so, uh, yeah, Firehose kind of uh, was in the right place at the right time for that. Well... Well, Mike, let's let's bring let's bring this conversation now to present day, and and uh, you know, let's talk about the new record. Uh, what's the title, and where can people find it? Yeah, Clench Ranch. I'm back to my own label, like 30 years ago with Dean Boone. Right. That's the label it's on. The, the name of the album is Canto Segundo, which means the second song, and the band is Sonia de Mayanayo, which means the sailor's dream. It's with two guys from Italy. They're 21 years younger than me. It's trippy for my bass in this uh, context. You know, I'm always trying to make everything classroom, you know. And in a way, I'm these guys' students, you know. They've uh, been graduates of uh, universities and avant-garde kind of music and trippy time signatures and stuff, playing with a bow. But it's an interesting place to have my bass, you know. How does it fit in? How does it make this stuff work? Also, it's... it's it, much different dynamic than maybe the last 10 years where, you know, I've been asked to help the Stooges, uh, you know, do gigs and do Stooges music. Um, okay, I have listened to the new record. It's it's uh, very diverse, very textured. How long in the studio did it take uh, you guys to finish it? We did it in eight days back in December in a barn just outside Bologna in the middle of Italy. Uh, there's a 200-year-old barn they put the studio in, and next to it, the farmhouse is where we conked. I never had to leave. Those dudes cooked for me, too. Wow. They're good cook. Super. Um, no use tape this time, though, huh? Now you go to a hard drive. Actually, yeah. Bruno Germano, the engineer man, before we went to the hard drive, he had us go on to tape. But then that was only like a treatment, right? From the tape, it goes to the hard drive. Right. And he likes that saturation sound, so he uses the same reel for everything. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, you take. Well, let's let's. I want to deal further with your take on the music industry because you briefly touched on that. Um, with the soon-to-be-deceased multinational uh, record companies uh, maybe going to bite the dust, do you, do you see a, a future for independent labels at this point to survive? It's pretty tough out there. What's your take on that? Well, I think, in a weird way, the men, probably because we were learning about vaudeville and these traditions of work in the town. I mean, if you look at the history of music, 99.999% has been about performance. And then being able to put it on a piece of media and sell it, that's only about 100 years. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they lost that. So I think recordings now, they're important, especially for, like, uh, works, you know, the noun, like stuff that you can play after... Maybe you can't perform anymore because you're dead. That's a very important thing. But as a piece of a market thing, I think it's more now like uh, trying to get people to go to gigs and see you play. It's really surprising (laughs) that kind of paradigm came back. Uh, That's the way I see it. All right. So I don't see it as a big negative. They can see how you sound. Uh, You know, because things are more econo, there's more bands out there. That means more choice. That's People should be able to hear, especially if you've uh, got philosophy like mine, which I'm very against genre and labels like this. I think it d- does the music scene a lot of hurt more than good. So you got to hear everybody. Well, I Maybe think you hear everybody, you can't be buying everything. You do have to just put 
your net out there and listen. Right. I heard YouTube was the biggest source of music these days. That is that is accurate. That's what I've been reading also. But, you know, I'd say your career, if that was your goal, you clearly have succeeded because, uh, yeah, I mean, it speaks for itself. Well, this is going to be, if you call a tour more in a month, it's going to be my 64th tour. I've been doing this 34 years. I like working the towns. I like being part of vaudeville tradition. Well said. Well, I want to thank you, Mike, for checking in with us tonight on our show. Okay, thank you so much, sir, Spud. Very kind. You asked me some great stuff. We will wrap this segment with a little bit of the cut Sailor Blues off the new record. Here it is. It smells really good. Once again, here is Shotgun Kitchen. One, two, buck my shoe. Thank you. 
is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Okay, so I, I had to go outside. I had a real important call. Yeah, I know. Remember my friend Lawrence I told you about? You remember him? He's my, my pen pal who was in prison at Pelican Bay in California. Yeah. Well, he, he, he's ready. What about him? He's outside right now, and he's almost ready to come inside. Now, don't freak out or anything, because you know, he's, gonna be, he's okay. What? Did the guy like jump his parole in California or something? What's he doing in Washington State? Should we call 911? What? No, no, Spud. Lawrence is a non-violent offender. Remember, he was convicted for, for art forgery? You know, he oh, got yeah. sent to That's Supermax right. at Pelican right. Bay because the judge didn't like his attorney. He hadn't caught. I don't remember the whole story, but that guy might have slept with the judge's wife or daughter. I forget, you know. You, you don't have to be afraid for your safety around Lawrence. He's, he's a big teddy bear. Well, tell the interns to lock the studio door until we're done here. Uh... I sort of promised Lawrence he could be on the air with us. Inside I'm sorry, the yeah, studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that was why he got the travel permit from his PO to come up here. And and we need to pay him when we're done tonight. You know, he needs what? a paycheck stub or something to verify he's employed on his visit here with us. Well, we don't pay people around here, at least, at least not in cash. Uh, why did you tell him this? Are you trying to get me shanked or something? Hey, wait, Lawrence. Lawrence, Lawrence. Lawrence, it's oh, great to see you. We're geez. on the air right now, so just just oh, sit over there, and I'll we'll get you situated before the post show report starts. Okay? Uh, uh, yeah, over here in this this chair, right here. I put these headphones yeah, on. Yeah, those. Are, wow, cool. What are you doing? <laughs> We're still doing our show here. This is not an open house or back to school night, man. Oh, okay, it's not. It's no problem for me to get that pay stub, right? My PO said you violate me with that. No, it. yeah, I, I guess I can write you a personal check or something. If I'm gonna freaking pay you though, you need to at least help out around here. Why don't you go over by the board over there and help them organize all the CDs from the bands that get sent to the station? There's, there's a huge stack of them over there. It's just, but, but Lawrence needs to be cleaned up. Lawrence is gonna be the co-host on the post show report. But what? if he has some spare time, he can help out with other stuff, I guess. That's so hot. I just want a job, man. I don't care what I do, Ron. Thanks so much, Chick, for this opportunity. Ah, I just need to get away from Stockton for a while. Oh. You know, things are getting a little too intense, you know. <sighs> no, I really don't want to know the specifics on that statement. Life on the streets may be tough, but I have my own problems here. I have a show to do, so please just stay out of my way and please be quiet. Uh, no worries, no worries. This is so cool to be on a real radio show. <laughs> I don't know about it being a real radio show, but, but someday we just might be one. I need to take a brief break here. Hey, anybody listening, there's anybody left, don't go away, please. Okay, Lawrence, can I get you something? Water, soda, anything? Hey, you got any ouzo? Uh... Plus size models. I am so over supermodels who are skin and bones. They all look like they would kill for four stale strawberry scones or at least elbow someone in the nose for a couple of chocolate dipped ice cream cones. I'm so over supermodels who are skin and bones, especially since they only date meathead professional athletes with perfect bodies and hair. It's just not fair. We need more plus size models in all skin tones. My, how time flies. 
right, I guess the lesson we learned tonight is never, ever take financial advice from a friend of your mother's. Yeah, but, but it would have been cool to say I had dual citizenship, whatever Maybe, that means. Hey, Spud, if we do get rich during the show, will we have to pay that 35% corporate tax rate by being 100% Americans? I'm not complaining, but that will take a bite out of my disposable income. Yeah, but I got an email from this guy when the band was playing, and he said, you know, after companies take all sorts of deductions, they usually get millions back from the government, so this tax inversion deal is maybe overhyped. You know, he said a bunch of companies never pay any taxes after they file. And they also get a buttload of dough back in refunds. I think GE got like $1.1 billion. Whoa, I had to pay 900 bucks last year. I need some tax shelters too, but they're tough to come up with when you live with your parents. Yeah, you think? Um, I don't know. I think from now on, I'm just going to like yeah. wait until I'm rich and then figure out later what foreign country I'm going to hide my money in. Why worry about it now? I know. Being rich would be really cool, but I never really thought about all the decisions you have to make. I don't know for sure if there is a heaven or a hell, but if there is a hell, it's probably going to be full of financial advisors, hedge fund managers, and maybe even a few of those guys who work at the money tree. Right. Uh, hey, also, maybe toss in one or two of those douches from that Duck Dynasty show, too. Yeah. No real reason, just because. Yeah, you know, I used to watch them all the time until I read that they used to be preppy country club members until yes. they got all beardy for their show. Right. I saw a picture of them in their their white matching tennis outfits, and it really I saw that me too. I mean, I mean, who can we believe in anymore? No matter how much money we make, millions or billions, let's make a pact right here, live, that we will never pretend we are something we're not. Okay. okay. I, I'm not going to lie, though. It's going to be a tough call. Well, at least you'll be able to hold your head high and not be embarrassed when you run into people who knew you before you made it. Honesty is the best policy, right? Right? Bud? Right? Okay, this is Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Once again, here is Shotgun Kitchen.
You have just heard a reasonable facsimile of a radio program. If this was not a real radio program, you would have been instructed to go to another website in hopes of finding one. The Spud Goodman Radio Show represents the last line of defense in our ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Get involved. Together we can make a difference. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Our intern is Trent Botello. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any other living being except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Good call, yo. Please don't say yo. Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hey everyone, my name is uh, Lawrence and I'm a good friend of Chick Hunter's A very here. good friend. Yeah, he asked me to host this Spud Goodman Post Show Report tonight. And I must say, I'm excited to try my hand at radio, I tell you. kind of guy and, I am. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a big NPR guy and I, I listen to it for hours. Uh, I don't know if we have the same demographic as NPR. I know Spud would like that, but we were told our audience is more into TV, you know, cable TV. So Super. Like, I didn't know... Like, I didn't know I was pregnant, parking wars, and a 600-pound mom or more hours. Uh, yeah, I do enjoy a 600-pound mom race against time on TLC. That's very compelling television. It is, isn't it? it well, but, you know, we're here doing a radio show tonight, so well, why don't we get started by me telling everybody a little about myself. And uh, See, idea. I'm on parole in the state of California, but I do have a valid interstate travel permit. That is, it's, it's allowing me to host this show, so... Rest assured, super. I'm not on the run. Lawrence is a non-violent offender. If anyone out there is worried about us here in the studio, yeah. he did five and a half years at Pelican Bay, right? For art forgery, yeah. and yes, it was more than one painting. You sold a bunch of them, right? For like thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, chick. Yeah, I, I'd rather not discuss that my Many prior thousands. transactions here. Yeah, look, I'm here to play some music and hopefully entertain. And my mother always told me that show business was in our family DNA and cool. all. Now my great uncle. He used to perform with Houdini. He did. It, now, more assistant, I guess, but before all the escape artists and magicians went to pretty female assistants on stage, oh, you know, right. as his career went on. Now, he wasn't bitter, but he ended up working at a slaughterhouse until he died of a heart attack. Well, we should probably introduce the others here in the studio. Tonight, uh, you know, that, yeah, yeah, okay. right. I, I, can, can you do that? I, I don't know these dudes. Oh, okay, over there, we, we've got Dave. Hi! Dave's over there. And on the board, it's not on one like we usually have. We have Wonder Boy with us tonight. And our intern, uh, 
Trent. Trent, right, Trent. Our intern Trent. I've been here for months. Do you don't know my name yet? Now I do, yeah. And we also have, have TJ who does a lot of the video stuff we do. Yep. Uh, well, you know, I'm being told that it, it, it's time for us to play a couple songs here. Oh, it's so always it's time for now, that. Now, first up, we got a band called Slaves from Kent, England. Now, Spudder especially likes these guys, I'm told. And after that, we have a band that's performed on the show last year. At, at least that's what I'm told. I'm, I'm speaking of Julian Massey and the Five Finger Discount and the uh-huh. song Story of the Earth so far. Enjoy. Please give me your for this one 
Sped Goodman, Post Show Report. Now, we got uh, Shotgun Kitchen here. So for those people who were not uh, with us in the first hour, can you tell uh, uh, the listeners here your names? Uh, this is Ricky Gonzalez on the bass. Hi. Hi, Ricky. Jason Emmett on the washboard. Yo. Jason. John Summer on the cajon. Hello. John. Erica Bellinger on the violin. Sorry. <laughs> and Jessica <laughs> Churchill on vocals. Hello. And I'm Joe on guitar and vocals. It's nice to meet you all. Nice. So, so what? Uh, what uh, the musical instrument uh, influences for your band? I'd say people like Towns Van Zant and John Prine. Uh, Not you know. bad choices. Yeah, Lucinda Williams. Yeah, there's a little Hank Three in there. Yeah, that's that's a good sound. I like it. all yeah. real earthy yeah. kind of feel to it. So now, any you've been to prison? Let's play a guessing game. I'll bet she has. Right? All right? Okay. So you did a little art forgery too, huh? Is that what they're calling it now? Uh, Well, I tell you, so you're going to play a song for us. What is the the name of the last song that you're going to do for us tonight? Uh, We're going to do a song called It's My Candy Now. It's based on a true story about a man with candy on his penis. All right. Shotgun Kitchen. You can have a piece of my candy Come and get some of this 
Listening to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Yeah, I used to uh, to watch Queer's Folk before I got sent away, and that show was really ahead of its time. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Well, you know, we're gonna have a, a clip from Hal Sparks here too. Yeah. We have our, our highlight clip tonight, and uh, what's he talking about, Dave? Do we have that clip? Trillionaires have that kind of care. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it basically, if if you're if you and I lose 20 pounds um, in a short order, you can go either you have dysentery or some sort of an illness or whatever. But if you lost 3% of your body fat, that was the 20 pounds, you wouldn't care either way. You go, look at me, I'm all trim. Only billionaires care about that extra 3%. Like that, when, when the market goes down 2% and there's a panic going on, it has nothing to do with you. And so I don't, I don't think the markets are ever going to crash. I think that's the biggest lie being sold currently is that this machine doesn't even need humans anymore, that the market itself is all run by robots and laptops and everything is bought and sold based on that. It has nothing to do with how good the product of the companies is, whether or not they're innovating, whether the employees are coming to work or not, whether they're drunk on the job and dropping monkey wrenches into the transmissions of cars, whether there's a hundred recalls, nothing's going to crash the market permanently. It's all just going to be a, a waiver to scare rich people. Wow. Uh, Chick, are you writing this down? I am. I am. Maybe we can jump into the market then. We were a little scared. Uh, so, no crash. No, it's, you want to do it on a reset. That's what. That, that's the other trick they don't teach is that every time we quote unquote have a crash, that's just to clear out the suckers. And all rich people do is Uh buy like crazy. They usually get out of the market right before it's going to fall because anybody can tell if you've got a, you know, like I said, if your laptop has a robot piece of software doing your trading for you. They all know to get out like 10 minutes before the crap hits the fan. And then we're all sitting there with all of our retirement in the the market. Our thumb up our butt going, I think they make pretty good laptops. And then the whole thing falls apart and they just buy more stock because we've lost everything. It's, it's like, it's such a game. That's and it's not even chess or Othello. It's like Connect Four. It's, it's, and <laughs> the bigger it gets, the dumber the machinery gets. Well, that's rather disconcerting. Other than because, that, I have no opinion. Well, yeah, right. but I mean, that. That, that, you know, it's so weird, Lawrence. Like, you t- see this Hal Sparks guy, and you think, like, oh, he's a real funny guy. It's going to be a lot of fun talking to him. And then he goes on about that stuff that makes my head hurt. 
Hmm. Now, I, I thought he'd be funnier than that. Yeah, I, but he seems to so know s- more about economics than Paul Krugman. He, he's yeah. really smart, and that scares me. But economics isn't that funny, though. Well, I guess we need to get back to the music. So we're going to do Mark Pickerel and his song, A Town Too Fast for Your Blues. And then we have the Starlight Girls with Gossip.
Gentlemen, first show report. I, I hear it's uh, time to play uh, Spud's Clip of the Week to replay that now. No, I, I missed most of the show with the first hour of it's when summer, I was isn't here it? on the bus. So it's a really uh, important one, too. Yeah. Well, could you could uh, could anybody set that up for me? Okay. Well, it's like everybody's like all upset because the president actually came on TV wearing a tan suit. It was the weirdest. I was like, so what? But they made a big deal out of it. Oh, yeah. Did you super have TV in the joint. Well, did you call it the joint? Is the, that what you called it? We did call it the joint. Okay. We called it the pan. We called that stuff the can. The, the can. The hot box. The, the, oh, yeah. don't talk about the box. Okay, oh. okay I won't. Do but that. I tell you, I actually had a tan suit. I wore that. For my 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 aunt bought it for me because she wanted me to wear it to court because she mm-hmm. thought maybe it would make me look more presentable and less menacing. It, obviously, that didn't work. Uh, oh well. I did my time. I did my time. Well, let's hear the well, clip. All right. Now you, you probably heard this soundbite before, but this is this is the president, and he, and he delivered this in a tan suit. He delivered this in a tan suit. He delivered this in a tan suit yesterday. You probably saw pictures of the tan suit. You probably saw pictures of the tan suit. A lot of buzz about that tan suit. The White House out there defending the tan suit. But I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you my reaction to it. My reaction to the tan suit is that this is a guy that does not take the responsibilities of the tan suit of the presidency seriously. He doesn't take it seriously. I mean, he's talking here about a tan suit. He's talking about a guy that's cutting the tan suit off of American citizens, and he shows up like he just stepped out of a GQ catalog. This is not presidential dress. Uh, It's not professional. It's sort of tan suit casual. You know, think about Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan would not even take his his tan suit off, his tan suit coat off in the Oval Office. He had that that kind of respect uh, for the tan suit. This is a guy that does not take the responsibilities of the tan suit of the presidency seriously. Can you believe that? The, the tan suit? Yeah, they made a big deal out of it. Uh, probably because it was tan, I'm guessing. And, and also, guess this. Guess which station was doing it. Hmm. Uh, MSNBC, maybe? Or uh, oh, the BBC the probably one, might have uh, been... Um, the fair and balanced one, Fox. Oh, that's all we got in the joint. All right, super. Oh, so. that was a, that's, that's cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. Well, we got to do some music again. Now, this song here I asked to play... But first, we've got to do a station break. Oh, a station break. I'm new. Yeah, sorry, we have so. to do a favor for our multiple affiliates. Ah. Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Now I can uh, talk about some... Uh... Our official business is done. Oh, really? okay, oh so good. we have to go to music now, huh? 
Okay. Yeah, we're just stuck with music from here on out. Give it your best. Toss to the two songs. Oh, okay. Well, now, oh, so here's what we got. We got uh, a song that I wanted to hear because it's a cover of uh, a song by The Man in Black. And that's that's close to my heart. So it's Frank Sandoval with 88419. And then we have a live cut from a band that performed the song on Spud Goodman's show not that long ago. The Hollers with Sun Save Me.
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report. When you were in, in prison, like, did you were you able to cook your own food, or was it like like uh, wiener winks and stuff? Yeah, wiener winks. You got what you got. It was wiener winks. You didn't have a menu that you could pick stuff off of? Oh, no. They don't want you to have that kind of choice. Oh, man. I used to have, like, hot dog Thursday when I was in grade school with the nuns. Well, they do have a kind of a hot dog Thursday. Yeah, they they kind of have that. what, What kind of food do they serve? Oh, well, they serve, well, I'll tell you, the one time they used to serve PB&Js. Yeah? Oh, we I used love to those. love those PB&Js. Yeah. But those Aryan guys, you know, the skinheads, oh. they would come and they would try to take everybody. They would take PB&J. No, they never took mine. I, I understand. But I think, they would take a lot of those boys' PB&Js. Right. So, so that could, made time long. Did you get chocolate milk? Oh, you didn't think about getting chocolate milk. You got chalk milk. It's probably the best you got. Oh, did they have some sort of coffee thing in the morning to help you get up or anything? Any espresso bar or anything? Oh, if only. See, now you're thinking of the upstate country club style prison. Now, I did hard time, medium hard time. I mean, they treat everybody different? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Except for the skinheads. They treated everybody the same. They just hate everybody. Well, I tell you, uh, we're going to do some more music. That is not super. So first, we're gonna, we have the presidents of the United States of America with Back Porch. And then we've got the rifles with heebie-jeebies. Staring at the 
Two-string, one-string, no-string guitars, and they plug them all into the back porch. And they sit around playing all their favorite songs. They're kicking back, feeling real good, real fine, real full of the wine. And everything's fine, everything's beautiful, everything's great. I just feel so good, you know, I'm seven years old, and I'm slipping everything through a straw. But I'm an old man on the back porch, old man on the back porch, old man on the back porch, and that old man is me.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hey, hey, Lawrence, Lawrence, we have a collar holding. Now, you don't have to take it if you don't want to. Spud only takes a few of the super this show. No, 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 no. I, I really want to take this call because we That's need good. to treat each and every one of the listeners with the utmost care and respect. Man. That's, so, that's terrific. Yeah, Lord, that's the way I feel. Very good. Hey, Carla, are you there? Yeah, so can I talk to Spud Goodman? He's in charge, right? Uh, um, Spud is unavailable at this moment. Can Super. I take a message? Uh, Carla, as the guest host tonight, you know, maybe I can help you out or, or why are you calling? Okay. Well, we're pissed off because we have sent this show four or five copies of our new CD and it never gets played on this show. Why? Postage ain't cheap. You know, we are just better than most of the bands who get their music played. I mean, some of them really suck. No need to call them out here on the air. All right, super. You are feel your pain, but you know, it's possible that your record's just not a good fit for what Spud's uh, looking for, what he wants on the show. And and now that doesn't devalue your music. Not at all. Not at all. It just may, maybe it's just not a good fit. Maybe it's not right for this program. There are a lot of other shows on the station and you could, you could send it to them. They might like to play it. Uh, maybe so, but we still want to know why Spud is such a dick and won't even play one song. We spent a super. lot of cash to record this. Had to borrow from our friends and family, and, and the least he could do is put it on his show. Now, now, now th- think about this, caller. It's possible Spud didn't get your new CD. You know, we get a lot of stuff from bands. Oh, he got it all right. Good. Somebody gave me his cell number, and I called him up about it. Well, oh, Weasel damn. did admit getting it. He tried to give me some lame excuse that he lost it or something but i know he was trying to get rid of me well you know it is possible that spuddy is telling the truth yeah yeah look i can look around the studio if you want what's the name of the band oh right now we're called the purple crayons we've been playing together super on the cd we went under the name the yellow crayons we like to change our name a lot because we have so many creative ideas and we get sick of the same name pretty quickly some people say it's not a smart move as no one can keep up Mm. with us and you know who we are but i say that's their problem right well i'll keep my eyes open for your cd around here that now that was any cd with crayon in the name right um, well, we all, we also have CDs out from, with uh, uh, other names, too. We don't really yeah, care which one Spud plays. Super. We just want to be included with the other bands he plugs on this show. I mean, we have listened to this radio show, or at least some of them for the last month, or you know, so it's only fair. Well, well I, I can speak for Spud. You know, he and everyone at the station, they really do appreciate your support. And I, I don't really see the harm for the post-show report to play something from your record. Look, look I'll talk to Spud. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Really? You would do that? What's your name? Uh, my name is Lawrence. See, now I'm just guest hosting tonight because uh, I'm visiting from out of state. But I know that music is a gift and you want to share it with the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I never never thought of it being a gift to the world. I, it could be, I guess. I mean, it's not really our best stuff. Back when we were the orange crayons, when we were seniors, we really rocked. I wrote this Super. You know, all the lyrics and most of the music then. This, this new one we all sort of shared in the writing, so some of the tunes are a little weak. Not mine, but our bass player, he's tone deaf, and he has two songs on it, and both blow big time. Well, well we have to go now, caller. I will remind Spud about playing your music, okay? Okay, bye-bye. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, well, I guess we better get back to some music, huh? You're very political there, Lawrence. That was really good. Oh, well, thank you. You know, I do my best. Have you considered running for office since you're out? 
Uh, well, you know, with oh, the record and all the conviction. prison, the record, the conviction. Yeah, they yeah. kind of frown upon that. All right. You know, I just think that the the, the criminals in right now, they just don't. They just don't have the record to go yeah, with it. That's, yeah. They did the crime, couldn't do the time. That's right. Hmm. Well, why don't we uh, do another song, a couple songs here. We've got uh, Northwest Band, The Dignitaries, with What's On Your Mind. And the next song is going to be Sonics with Vampire Kiss. So let's hit play.
Ghost Show Report. Yeah, I got to say that hosting this post-show report tonight, that this has been a life changer. So why don't I get back to Cali? I'm, I'm going to be uh, talking to my parole officer. I want to see if he can get me on a radio broadcasting program somewhere. Oh, this I think this is my call. You, well, you would be great as voiceover talent. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, yeah, Spud would probably advise you against that idea, Lawrence. There are not that many jobs in radio anymore. They're the mega corporations have fired everybody, you know. Oh, good, and mostly use recorded fake personalities in multiple markets. Have you thought about maybe plumbing or being a train engineer? Uh, well, I, I guess I need to do some more research on the field and all. Well, we're supposed to say goodbye now. We're so um, to. That's what that's what I'm told. All so right. anybody have anything closing that they want to express? I Great work when you, Lawrence. You're yeah, a pro. Yeah, it's really cool the having you here. mine. Yeah, this has been wonderful. Super. Wonderful. And, and thank you very much for being here there, Wonder Boy. Yeah, he is the wonder. He is the wonder. So now we're going to leave you with a song by The Rock. You know, The Rock, the pro wrestler. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Yeah, yeah, I, I like The Rock. I like him. He's a, he, but I didn't know he did a song, so I hadn't heard it yet. It's something that Spud, Spud pulled off his iPod. So I hope you enjoy it. All right, my name is Lawrence. Until we meet again. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. You know, The Rock's gonna tell you a little story. You ain't gonna believe it, but he's gonna tell you anyway. It's tough to be The Rock. No, 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 shut your mouth. No, no. It really is. Even though The Rock is The Rock is the most electrifying man in all of showbiz. You see, when The Rock gets too much, too much of the fame and, and all the bright lights, he likes to kick back and have a slice of that unadulterated delight. Welcome to Rick's Bakery. Can I help? Wait a minute. Aren't you the famous Rock? Yeah, the Rock, the people's champ in the house. What's oh happening, God. Slick? Hey, how you doing, guy? Listen, you got to take a picture before you leave, guy. Oh, the Rock don't want to take pictures. The Rock just wants a piece of pie. You got any of that in this oh, bakery? I got every kind of pie you can think of. I got strawberry pie, blueberry pie, apple blueberry. pie. Blueberry? Oh, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, executive producer Lori Madsen, audio engineer on one at the facilities of NWCZ Radio, audio highlights Derek Schneider, our intern is Trent Botello, theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin, copyright 2014 Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. The new major Encyclopedia International from Grolier Incorporated is a source authority for the preparation of questions and answers used on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, super.